Welcome to the Cavalier Podcast. I'm Matt Newton, joined by Izzy and Brendan. Today, we're excited to interview the 2014 Gatorade National Girls Soccer Player of the Year, the number one recruit in the nation, according to Top Drawer Soccer, participant in the 2016 FIFA Under-20 World Cup with the U.S. Women's National Team, earning FIFA Player of the Match versus Ghana, All-SEC and All-American for the University of Tennessee, former JF Soccer and University of Tennessee standout, Katie Cousins. Welcome, Katie. Hello. So, we always start out with the question of the day. Yeah. And uh, you're, we've used this one before, but I know that you're like an outdoorsy person. You like to fish and stuff like that. So, your question is, if you were a fish, what would you be? Mm, I'd like to be a flying fish. Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Jumping. Yeah. The ones that go, maybe a sailor. Uh, they look like they're having fun. It's like a dolphin. No, a flying fish. A dolphin's a mammal. Like an actual, but it's in the sea. It's not considered. Eh. Oh. Because hmm. they jump. Yeah. Okay, they're having fun. Brendan, do you know what you would be since you're a swimmer <sighs> and a fish already, basically? I don't know. I'm not really a fish guy. Yeah. I don't really fish. I don't really know the fishes. I said hmm. last week I would be a sawfish. Which that is, would be cool. Yeah, yeah, which looks like a hedge trimmer. Maybe a whale. <laughs> I feel like being a whale would be fun. Yeah. Nobody's messing with you if fun. you're a whale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too big to be eaten. Is he? The only fish that comes to mind is a salmon. <laughs> I don't know any other fish. That's kind of, don't they jump out of the water? Yeah, they do. They yeah. go up the stream. Like, they're the fish that go up the stream no, and I, jump I, I out of the water. Everybody eats them. Boring. Yeah, yeah, I like, yeah they're true. like they're like the prey of this. Of the, Could be like a swordfish. I like. Uh, well, they also get eaten. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. I'll come back to you. Okay. Um, also, Katie, since you have played in a World Cup, do you have any World Cup predictions for the men's team this year? The U.S. men's team. Yeah. Or just in general. How about just general World Cup predictions? Um, You know, I'd be real happy if the U.S. can make it out of the group. Yep. That's going to be really tough. They are in a tough group. Yes. So, if they make it out of the group, I'll be happy. I'll have, um, have to look it up. I know it's Iran, Wales. And England. And England. Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's going to be a hard game to win. Uh England's squad is looking very good. Yeah. Does does Garrett Bale still play for Wales? Yes. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. That'll also be a tough one. Yeah. I thought he retired. Did he retire from international? Did he? Well, he hasn't been playing. He plays for LAFC. Yeah. Because he got there. Uh, I was there when he got there. Yeah, speaking of which, you just finished your first season with Angel City FC out in L.A. Did you meet him while you were there? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Didn't see him around. <laughs> no. You probably saw famous people though, right? Like just walking around. Or LeBron. No? Uh, yeah. I never <laughs> saw LeBron, but oh. we had people come to our games that we would hmm. see. That's awesome. Who was like the most famous person probably? Did you play with mm-hmm. Kristen Press? Mm-hmm. Um, Billie Jean King. She's pretty famous. Uh, Dwayne Wade and his family. Really? They came. That's cool. Dang. Um, Dang. Oh, there's this actor. I'm horrible with names. He's played in a lot of films, and he came 
uh, Franco. What's his first James name? Franco? I think so. Wow. That's cool. Did you ever see Will Ferrell? No. <laughs> but he, he, goes, he does go to the LAFC games. Yeah. And then that's like people that a lot of people would know. But within the world of soccer, yeah, a lot of women's soccer players that are really well known. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Ever have Julia Ertz or Rose Lavelle come? No. Well, we play against Rose because she plays for the Washington team. And then Julie Ertz took the whole year off. And, like well, she's that. having a baby. Yeah. Hmm. And her husband plays in Phoenix. Oh. So, wow. so did you, like, defend Roosevelt? No, I'm not a defender. Well, like, <laughs> Nor did I play in those games. Was she is legit in person? Like, yeah, she's good. Yeah. Well, it's weird growing up playing on youth national teams. We had cross paths yeah. a couple of times playing in the same camps. Wow. And she's always been very good. That's awesome. All right. To start us off, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, siblings, what you do for fun besides soccer. Just something about yourself. Um, So I originally grew up in South Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina. But then my family moved to Lynchburg in 07, which was going into fifth grade. And then I went to Thomas Jefferson Elementary School, went to Forest Middle School, and then came here to JF for high school. Um, went to the University of Tennessee for five years, graduated there with a bachelor's in theater and a minor in information science, which are two <laughs> totally opposite things. Um, and then went to play in Iceland, and then I was there for a year. And then played in L.A. for a year. Um, but a little bit about me that I like to do outside of soccer. I really like to read. I love being outside, sitting by the fire. Um, I like to hike when I can. Um, I love hanging out with people and spending time with people. That's probably the main thing I love doing. I love board games. I love movies. Um, Puzzles. I love puzzles. I'm a big puzzle mm. person. There's like always a new puzzle picture, I feel like. Yep. Uh, I've been trying to learn piano for three years now. Piano's hard. It's a long mm. process. Yeah. <laughs> I have a puzzle you can borrow if you want. It's pretty cool. How many pieces? A thousand, I think. Okay. Right. <laughs> That's the smallest puzzle I'll do is a thousand. Really? Yeah. Wow. Impressive. Not a puzzle guy myself. It's I have you to. You are. I'm not. Uh, I have to do it with people. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't do it with people. I have really? to do it by myself because I like to be in control. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I really like puzzles because you don't. It's a good chance to just sit down, take a breath, and relax, and not be on the go or. I don't know. It's just relaxing. Yeah. It's good to do. Do you have like a puzzle collection? I do. My mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. I feel like she might get annoyed sometimes with how many puzzles I bring home every time I come for a visit. We have had a bunch of Tennessee fans on the podcast recently. Do you still keep up with Tennessee sports? I do. So, yeah, I really love watching Tennessee football play, even the years they were really bad. Um, <laughs> 
I've loved watching the Tennessee baseball team play. They've been really fun to keep up with. Um, I still watch the soccer games because they've been really fun to watch. Um, I don't watch any other sports, but I do keep track of the tennis program's been doing really good. Cross country's been doing good. The swimming program's been doing good. All of it. Um, so Tennessee sports right now are very good. Yeah, yeah they're doing all around been doing really good. I know good. the swim team is really good this yeah. year. Did you look there at all? No, they didn't really recruit me okay. out of high school. I yeah. don't know. I wasn't as good my sophomore year, so it is what it is. But there's some teams really good this year. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I So I was good friends with a lot of swimmers there, and so they actually gave me goggles and a Tennessee cap, <laughs> and I would go swim with them all the time. But I couldn't do their workouts because I think I would pass out. <laughs> yeah. Like my entire workout was their warm-up. But I'll go – I'll go in the morning, especially in the off season. I would go really? in the mornings, go swim in the diving pool, because they would have mm-hmm. a lap. They would have a lane or two that I could swim yeah. in, and then I would go to my own practice after. I've been to the Tennessee pool. It's really nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. a nice facility. Uh, do you keep up with any other athletes from when you were there? Um, I do. I do. Yes. So specifically, I was in a program called Vol Leaders for a year, and it was about. 18 different student athletes all from different sports and we went through a year-long leadership course but through that we all became very very close friends Um, so I still keep up with a good handful and then teammates as well any other like football players big names yeah big names yeah so there's a guy named Grant Williams who plays for the Boston Celtics Mm. oh yeah so he's doing pretty well you know you know Grant Williams? Yes. So that's that's really cool. So he was in that Vol Leaders class. And then Marquez Callaway, who plays for the Saints. He's a receiver mm-hmm. for them and special teams guy. Um, he's doing pretty well there. Um, big names. I think that might be that's, it. Grant Williams is a pretty big name, yeah. I would say. Especially because uh, yeah. they were in the finals this yep. past season. So, um, awesome. so as a JF student... Uh, tell us about your time as an athlete here, just how you experienced it, how it was. Yeah, so I played two years of basketball here my freshman and sophomore year, and I played two years of soccer here my freshman and junior year, and then graduated early, so I wasn't even here for my senior hmm. year for soccer. I was already at Tennessee. Um and it was fun. It was really fun, uh, basketball and soccer, because, you know, I got to be on a teammate with a lot of my friends, which was very enjoyable. Um, I enjoyed my basketball coach that I had and that staff. I enjoyed the staff of the soccer team. Um, and not saying that because Matt's sitting here, but yeah. being honest. Um, and I, like, genuinely enjoyed both sets of girls that were on those teams. Um and then, you know, because I was a soccer player, our jun- my junior season was really, really fun because we made it all the way to the finals. We lost, but I still to this day say it was one of the funnest games I've been in. It was a crazy yeah. game. It was a very crazy game. And I, we went to Golden Goal. I can't even, it was crazy just getting that point. And yeah, because re- we were down. Yeah. We went down 2-0 within like maybe 10 minutes. Yeah, it was one of the, that was a frustrating catch moment because we had, talked about 
that particular player and like watching yep. out and all that kind of stuff. She split us twice and scored twice. Yep. Dang. And then, but then I remember all the goals. Yep. I, I it was one of those games where I remember almost everything from the game. And I remember your shot and golden goal. And it's still to this day the hardest shot I've ever seen in my life. Hitting the post. Hitting the post. <laughs> and I kid you not, like it was a it was like a legit goal, like a really nice um like frame and everything because we were at were we at Liberty maybe we were at Liberty yeah. so it was like in the ground like it wasn't cheap shook the whole frame like this and yeah. I thought it was going in I I thought it was going in because I'm sitting there watching it and I'm like no <laughs> like we have to keep playing yeah I yeah yeah I t I'll talk about it like one of my favorite games ever and I'm like man if that ball had been an inch to the right that would have dinked the inside and went in I remember Dana's goal because the center back played a lazy pass out to the outside back, and we were playing high, and just she picked it and went right to goal. And that was the third one, right? Yeah. To tie it? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy game. Yep. All right. Can you tell us about how winning the 2014 Play of the Year was and how it was to experience that? Because it's really cool. Yeah, so I didn't know the Gatorade National Player of the Year award existed before I got it. Um, I remember, so Stan was the coach at the time. Yeah. And I remember him bringing me this paper to like fill it out, but I didn't really quite know what it was. So I filled it out and then, you know, a bunch of time went on. And I do remember the day super well. So I remember getting ready and my family was being all weird. And I remember them <laughs> all being awake, which was very rare for my sister. And, uh, I remember showing up for practice and we were supposed to scrimmage the boys team. And I remember talking a lot of crap to the boys, <laughs> the like previous days. And then I remember everyone being, uh, everyone was nice looking. And I remember thinking, why does everyone have makeup on? Why does everyone's hair look nice? Um, but not at the same time, not thinking anything of it. And then I remember the coaching staff wanting me to come up and do a play on the board. And I was like, I don't want to. <laughs> and then they had to convince me to do it. And then. Did you have a play in mind? Yeah. Well, I don't remember who asked me, but someone, either you or Stan was like, can you do a corner kick play that yeah. you did with Richmond? And I was like, no, I don't want to. Like, yeah. let somebody else come up with a play. Because it was, what, a, a news segment they were doing yeah. that I didn't want to be on. And then, I mean, obviously you guys had to convince me to do it for this award. And then I remember going up there and started to do it. And then it was kind of all a blur from there. Yeah. Uh, but it was really cool at the same time. Um, yeah, pretty cool for family. Coaches that I've had my whole childhood came in town for this. And um, pretty, pretty special day. It was crazy. Some big names on that uh, yeah. trophy too. Yep, <laughs> it's pretty yep. cool. Allie Krieger came out of the training room with it and yep. handed it to you, and then she practiced with us. Yep. And she also kept breaking the rules of the restrictions and the drill. Yep. It was funny. And then we, my team, played her this year. Kind of crazy full wow. circle moment. Did you talk to her? Uh, no. Okay. We had just lost. Oh. So you're like, I'm out. Yeah. Okay. I'm out of here. <laughs> um, when did you start playing soccer? What inspired your love for it? And what do you, what do you think aided in your development to get you where you are now? 
So I started playing soccer when I was four. Um, and it was the typical sign your kid up when you first can to play moment for my parents. Um, but I think from a really young age, from what it seems, my parents told me that I was pretty decent at it uh, more than the other kids. Um, but I, growing up, played all sports with my dad. And then when I moved to Virginia, then played on teams for a bunch of sports. I could play basketball. I always played baseball with my dad. I did swimming for a long time. I did travel basketball for a long time, um, but always played soccer through that. So I think that was pretty healthy because, you know, I'm getting all kind of other training in other sports, but it was probably in middle school where I started doing private trainings with a guy. Um, yeah, so probably in middle school is when I, like, started honing in this soccer gig you played basketball here what what position again point guard yeah that's yeah. awesome i was all right yeah <laughs> i was good at passing and free throws that's about it it's clutch how do you stay so composed in the game what did you do to improve your soccer iq i think when it comes to soccer iq a lot of people would recommend just watching soccer and just keep watching soccer um, I think I'm a weird one because I didn't grow up watching soccer, really. Um, so now I do because I really do think it helps you, like, picture new things that you can maybe try to do in a game. Um, and then when it comes to staying composed in the game, I don't even know. I feel like it's just kind of how I'm wired. Um, I don't know. I don't. I just don't freak out. Uh, take a deep breath. Uh, remember that, you know, what happens in the game is not what defines who we are. Um, that's a big part of sports um, that people can get really wrapped up in. Um, yeah. Tom Wired. I think, no, like, go I, ahead. I agree with what she's saying. It's more of instincts. Like, once you're in, I feel like it, the nerves go away. Yeah. You've had a lot of probably high-pressure moments too, Brendan. So like, yeah, I mean, like certain moments like that, like you're at finals because like something's different. You get a prelims and then a finals. Yeah. And then when you're at finals, they do a walkout song. So like your heart rate's really high. Yeah. But once you like, once mm -hmm. the buzzer goes off, it all goes away. Like, yeah. You don't like. I, it's kind of a blur. Like when I'm in a race, it's kind of a blur. I don't really remember the race to its entirety. So I know I know what you mean. Yeah. It's kind of just. And if you know. If like, you've been training and you're like ready for exactly. it, you know you're ready for it, then the nerves yeah. don't really affect me. I when think. I know, man, I've been working my tail off training, then you go into a game and it's like, well, now I get to do the fun part and just play. Yeah. yeah. Do you get nervous, Izzy? All the time. Hey, <laughs> I get nervous all the time still. But then like the second the whistle blows, then it's like okay. they're gone. Yep. You're ready to game. Time to have some fun. You know, I I think too to add a little bit to this, um, and maybe this will be a little bit embarrassing for Katie, but <laughs> when one of the cool things about watching you play with our team is like you didn't do anything, you didn't try to do anything crazy. Everything was simple. It was right to the point. It was right when it was needed, and all that did for the team was it elevated the whole team. And that's when I knew the difference between like good and great players. Great players elevate the whole team. They make them comfortable. They make sure that, you know, they help them out. Like, you're always, you know, you would check on somebody or, like, tell them, like, hey, let's go. Let's keep going. Let's go. Whatever it is. 
and elevated what everyone was doing rather than like just just being the star of the show. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's you know? a team sport. Yeah. Yeah. So it was cool. All right. For, so for before pregame, do you have any uh, rituals that you like to do before? I'm also very weird and do not have really any pregame rituals. <laughs> I can listen to music. I cannot listen to music. Just how you're feeling. I can eat food. I cannot <laughs> eat yeah, food. And then I'll be. I kind of, I wing it too. Before yeah. races. That's how I'm feeling. Yeah. I'd rather, and I'd also rather not have pregame rituals that I follow because I know teammates in the past that have them. And if it does not happen, they're having a bad day mentally, mm -hmm. which then sets them up not to have the best day when they're playing on the field. Do but you, nothing against that. What about the Band-Aid though? I mean, it's gone. It's gone? It's gone. COVID changed my life, and I got rid of it. <laughs> Tell us. Now everyone's going to want to know, what are we talking about? So I had a Band-Aid tan for probably – I started going into my eighth grade year in middle school. And the team I played for in Richmond, the coach had it on his leg, and I thought it was funny. So I was like, ah, oh, I'm going to try this out. So I had a Band-Aid tan for ten years. On your arm? On my arm. It was pretty good. And then I just decided I couldn't afford Band-Aids in COVID years <laughs> and got rid of it. <laughs> do you ever do any mental imagery before a game? Um, I don't. But I know it's very useful for some people, so I have nothing against that at all. Uh, tell us about your time at University of Tennessee. What are some of your favorite moments there? So I was there for five years. I graduated high school early to go in the spring so I could get a semester of training. Um, I also knew I wasn't prepared for college soccer, so it was good to go early. And then played my freshman year. Wasn't a great year for us. It was pretty bad, actually, just result-wise, uh, but was loving it. And then I redshirted my sophomore year. And then my junior, my sophomore season and junior season were awesome our team was finally starting to click the young group had become now the main core of the team um we all wanted to be really good and be successful as a team which was important but we were also having fun at the same time um really not much drama um which is important on a girls team <laughs> um i'd say one of my favorite moments was I don't know. In regards to soccer, we, it was, I think, our last non-conference game in my sophomore season. We were playing Virginia Tech at home. And if we won the game, we were going to be undefeated for non-conference. And I was playing against old teammates from club ball who I played with at Richmond. Um, I ended up scoring in the game, which was also cool. All my family was there, and so that was a pretty fun game. And then we also made it to the Elite Eight my junior year, which was the first time in school history. And we did that. We had hosted all the way up until that point, so it was cool because we won our six, Sweet 16 game to then make it to Elite Eight at home, which was awesome. And then we lost, which was sad. Um, but it was, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed all the non-soccer stuff as well. Um, will you talk about your experience with the U.S. national team and the U-20 World Cup? 
Yeah, so like I said, I redshirted my sophomore year, and it was because of the U-20 World Cup. So the World Cup was in November, so therefore I was going to have to miss. And we were having camps every month leading up to the World Cup. So I was having to miss a ton of school, and they made us redshirt, which stunk in one way but was also great in another way. Um, But, yeah, I was in Papua New Guinea which is a crazy place, no tourism really. Um, it's an island above Australia. It's pretty hot. And then I don't know what our team was picked to get, um, but we ended up making it to the semifinals, and we lost in that game in overtime. And then we lost to Japan in the third place game. So we got fourth, but so cool. Yeah, it was it was awesome. And you know it's crazy. I the whole cycle leading up to it, I was—I knew I was the last player off the bench. I mean, I got invited to a camp six months before that because somebody got hurt. And so they invited me last minute, probably four days before the camp started. Flew out there and then was with them the rest of the time and knew I was the last player. We got to the World Cup, played the first game, didn't play one minute. The next day, my coach was like, hey, you're going to start in the next game. I was like, what? Are you sure this is the World Cup? <laughs> she was like, yeah, you're going to start. Like, you're going to start holding mid. And then that was against New Zealand. And ended up having a really good game and got to play really the rest of the tournament. I missed the game because of a small injury. But other than that, got to play the rest of the tournament. It was pretty cool. How did you get player of the match for the Ghana game? Do you remember that? Um, Yeah. I had an assist that game. Um. Other than that, I just had a great game. Like, do they just they just give it to you at the end? Like, how does that? So after the game ends and you're high fiving and hanging out and having a team talk, I remember we were in the team huddle, just you know having the end of the game talk with the team, and they started announcing it, and then everybody started cheering for me. I was like, wait, it was me? (laughs) They're like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. (laughs) It's awesome. I just never really expected that that would happen. Yeah, I saw the picture of the little like, mm-hmm. plaque you're holding. Yeah. Yep. Can you tell us about some of the professional teams you have played for and what that is like and what countries you have played soccer in? So I've played for two professional teams so far. My After I graduated, I took a whole year off and worked at a camp. And then was actually having a kind of a hard time getting back into soccer because I wanted to go overseas but COVID was um, just like everybody else in the world just making stuff a little difficult um, but finally got signed on with a team in Iceland called Throther and young club but we ended up having the best season the club's ever had um, it was great I loved it going back next year to play a second year with them but I also just finished playing for Angel City FC in Los Angeles. Um, it's an expansion team, so there's a lot of difficulties that come with being a brand new team in a league. Um, but at the same time, we actually had a fairly decent year. Um, I'm not going to say it was the best year because we didn't reach our goal of making playoffs, but we were right on the border the whole season um, and just missed it by, I think, a point or two. Um, so, yeah, I was there for... Ten months. Angel City was fourth place. 
Is no. that the standings or is this? No, so you have 12 teams now in the NWSL here in the States, and the top six make playoffs. And we were sitting in seventh place for weeks, just like a point away from sixth place. And then it came down to the last weekend, and the team, it yeah, it, it came down to the last weekend, and we ended up not making it, which is okay. Yeah. Stinks, but it's okay. It's, it's a good first year, though. Yeah. All right. So what is the workout routine like to play at the professional level? Is it harder than college, easier? Um, it can be either because when you get to the professional level, it kind of becomes this thing of, well, if you want to play, then you better put in the work. But mm. if that makes sense, whereas in college, they just make you do every little thing. Um, so if I want to be good and I want to play, then I know I need to go put in the work, do the extra running, do the extra lifting, do the extra technical work. But you can also get away with coasting it. Um, and there are players that are like that. Yeah. Um, but if you want to be good, then you're not. Does that make sense? So yeah. a lot of lifting? Mm -hmm. um, Should there be a lot of lifting? <laughs> <Is> the <laughs> Depends on what team you're talking about. Yeah. No comment. Okay. <laughs> it's good to be strong. Go lift. Yeah. What's it like playing with some of the best female soccer players in the country? Um, yeah, so Angel City did have a couple of big names. And it's interesting going into the team, you don't know how more, you know they're going to be great on the field, but off the field you're like, I don't know who, how this person's going to be. Are they going to be, quote, unquote, too good to, like, interact and help us? Or are they not? And they ended up being awesome people off the field. Uh, but having those big players like Kristen Press, were, it was so helpful because she's so good on the field and she pushes us in practice and in games um, and really demands a lot. But she's also so nice off the field, which is just great because then you actually get to have friendships with these people, um, and that makes a difference on the field. So it's been it's been a really cool experience. Did you ever get like starstruck meeting any? <sighs> like I said, I'm weird. I don't normally get starstruck because I'm like it's just people, you know. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. another person who's really good at their job. Have you ever played with a serious injury that has put you out of the game, and how is it coming back from an injury? Uh, yeah. So I'm actually still have some side effects from a thing called compartment syndrome, which is in your calf. Um, kind of too long to explain what it is, but my calf's too big. That's the short version. Uh, yeah, so it put me out for a bit. My senior year, actually, at Tennessee was kind of rough because I was just dealing that whole spring leading into my senior year. I was having problems with my calf and didn't know what it was. Finally got tested at the end of spring. Figured out I had compartment syndrome in my right leg. And then I was out all summer, which means I didn't get to prep for my senior year. Um, I did no running all summer, which is bad for soccer. Because <laughs> yeah. I was not fit. And then had to work my way back in for senior year. Mm. And then got a big surgery done on it once I graduated. But coming back from it, I took a year off. 
which was really helpful, I think. Uh, didn't speed the process up, slowed it down, actually, which was really helpful in the long run because I still have some side effects from it, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it's not that bad, actually, um, which I'm really thankful for because it's only that surgery is only like 60% chance that it'll even help a little bit. Um, wow. Yeah. It's still a very new thing that they're trying to work through. Growing up, did you have any people that you looked up to? Any role models? I'm the worst at these questions. Yeah, it's okay, <laughs> it's okay if you didn't. I didn't. So it's just you self-motivated? I guess. I just loved playing soccer. Even like, this has nothing to do with role models, but even the time, like I loved playing soccer, but there were times where I got burnt out. Like my... First semester in college, I was just so done with it. And then I want to say I got a little burnout, I think, in, like, 2018. Um, But just trying to focus on other stuff, not soccer, and then just continue to show up every day and then just gradually kind of fell back in love with it. And, you know, I would take time off so that I could give myself the chance to miss it, which was helpful. Um... But role models, no, I'm the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Have any advice for younger soccer players looking to compete at college level or professional, I guess? Yeah. Um, I say this because this is how I grew up. I grew up not just playing soccer. Um, And I know a lot of people put, like, grow up playing a bunch of different sports. And then I know a lot of people who still love playing soccer who only played soccer growing up. So it's different for everybody, but I, man, I just had fun as a kid playing all the sports. And I think that was really helpful for me. And then at the same time, like I said, in middle school, I started training privately, one-on-one, which was very, very helpful for me as a soccer player. And because of my position that just getting my technique down, um, just becoming really, really comfortable with the ball. And so I knew I wanted to play soccer at a high level, and I just worked hard at it outside of team practice. And then, you know, just finding ways to continue having fun with it. Like I said, I got burnt out, but I took some time off, got some rest from it, and then went back to it and continued to have fun with it. You also worked at a camp during the summer. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so... I went to this camp called Snowbird Wilderness Outfitters when I was in high school. Um, It's a Christian wilderness camp in North Carolina. And I went as a camper one year, and then every summer in college I worked at this camp. And I actually now still work there when I'm not playing soccer. So I've been working there again for about a month uh, since I've been back from Los Angeles. Uh, But like I said, it's a our main thing is summer camp, but we do retreats all year long and we have high school and middle school students and we just teach people who Jesus is and we teach the Bible and we're very relationship driven so we just try to build relationships I can tell you almost every church in Lynchburg that comes to camp because there's a bunch Um, so it's pretty awesome I enjoy it a lot and I call that home now it's a pretty little small mountain town in western North Carolina it's a good place I've been there it is a good place yeah 
All right. To close out, is there anything else you want to share? Nope. <laughs> Boring. It's all good. <laughs> Sometimes people have things they want to talk Unless about. Unless you got something random to ask. No. I think that's everything. So yep. I think it's all, it's all we got. So we always play this game at the end. All right. It's called Either Or. And it's actually more challenging than you would think it would be. Um, so we give you options to choose from. Like I'm going to start with like a few easier ones. And then Izzy will go and then Brendan will go. Um, and, you know, it's tough. You have to pick one or the other. You ready? I'm not even going to look Don't at look. It. Yeah, don't look. Are you ready for this? Hammer turkey. Turkey. Any like specific? Some people are like cold turkey, warm ham kind of thing. Just turkey in general. I mean, I like both. Yeah. But you would pick turkey. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> Girl Scout cookies, Thin Mitts, or Caramel Delights? Um, I'm not sure what Caramel Delights are, but I love caramel. Done. <laughs> Done. Good choice. All right, Star Wars or Star Trek? <laughs> I've seen neither. What? <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah, I haven't seen either. We're going to have to fix that. I like Harry Potter. Okay. Good I like, answer. I like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Okay. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Plain or barbecue chips? Plain. That's surprising. Math or science? <laughs> Math. English or history? History. Cake or pie? Cake. Donuts or cookies? Donuts. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Uh, hot dogs or hamburgers? Hot dogs. Chicken or beef? Chicken. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Dill pickles or sweet pickles? None. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Pepper or Coke? Coke. JF or another school? What? JF? <laughs> yeah, that's an easy one. We, we give the easy one at the end. Yeah, so yeah. that You killed that. That was like Ooh. one of the fastest ones ever, I think. Mm -hmm. You just knew what you what was going on there. So Well, I don't talk a lot and it's just conversation. Yeah. Done. Cool. Booyah. Hey, thanks for, for coming up here and, and hanging out with us and you know, just telling some of your story. Like a lot of our students and I know even just the athletes here will love to hear about, you know, everything you've done and then some of the things you've been through and so we really appreciate it. Yeah. Wait, let me end with this saying. Okay. Okay, so I was saying it's BAB, B-A-B, and it means be a boss. <laughs> and what do you use that for? I use it for everything. I tell it to myself, I tell it to my teammates, to my friends, and it just means just find a way to be a boss at whatever you do. So, Whether it's playing a sport or reading a book, be a boss at reading a book. Be a boss at what you do for your job. Be a boss at your schoolwork, your sport, being a good family member or friend. Bab, that'll be our new soccer thing for the year. Done. Is that a win the moment? Yeah, Bab. Bab. We'll add it to win the moment. I put it on the back of my Christmas card every year. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, which I'm waiting on. It's in my car. I'm excited. It's pretty good. Cool. All right. All right. Well, I'll close this out really quick. So you can follow the happenings of Jefferson Forest on Instagram at WeAreJF and on Twitter at JFHS Sports. We'd also love for you to hit the follow button for the Cavalier Podcast on Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Appreciate you joining us, and we'll see you on the next episode.